what you said, Julie. I'm glad you brought it up. Don't stop there. That's my point. At one, think about this is a unique year. Oh, but this makes sense for my, you know, charitable giving strategy over the next couple decades. Maybe this year is a good one for doing some upfront. So think about it, but then don't stop there because you have massive savings you can do. Welcome to Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs and Tech Professionals. I'm your host, Mike Morton, Certified Financial Planner and Chartered Financial Counselor. <laughs> Welcome to the show. And Ju- our great friend, Julie, is back with us again today. Disclaimer, he must include all those letters after his name. Oh, no, forget it. I'm just going to say, <laughs> here I am, Mike. You know who I am. <laughs> yes. Finance guy. Finance guy. Go. Well, we are here at Thanksgiving is coming right up. I think this will be released at the week of Thanksgiving, in fact. So happy uh, Thanksgiving to everybody. And that got me thinking about giving thanks and being grateful and charitable giving. So I thought we would discuss that a little bit today. Awesome. I love charitable giving. (laughs) So you'll love this topic. Julia is already laughing because she knows the topic for today, which is, and you do too, because it's in the title of the episode, which is (laughs) you could donate 100% of your income to charity. And everybody's like, what? Uh, wait, how? Wait, I have to live. Yeah. <laughs> what do I spend? Yeah. Who can donate 100% of their income? That is do- crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. I'm going to tell you who can do that. <clears throat> I have some examples for you, Julie. Now, of course. And it's Jeff Bezos? It's not, it's not <laughs> Bezos. It's not, his salary is like zero. So that's, that we was, talked that about that good, already. Yeah, we did. The billionaires uh, club there. That's right. Of course, you can donate 100% of your salary at any time. You can donate whatever you want to charities. But this year, as last year, there's a special rule in the IRS in the tax code that you can actually deduct 100% of your income off your taxes. So if you have 100,000 of income, you could donate $100,000. And on your tax return, I made $0 this year. I owe taxes on $0. But you've given (laughs) $100,000. To... All right. Yeah, so is... how am I buying groceries? <laughs> so how am I buying groceries? All right. Let me tell you a story. All right. I got a story. I've got some friends that have done this. All right. That are doing this. This is a story of Joe and Sue. All right. These are friends of mine, clients of mine. Joe works in technology. So he's got a really good job. That makes about 300000 of income for their family. They're in their mid-40s, Joe and Sue. They've got a couple of teenagers. They'll be heading to college soon. They've done great savings for decades. They're very heavy savers. And since Joe works in tech, has had a good salary for a couple of decades. He's worked in a couple of different companies that have done really well. Okay, so say they have, I don't know, a couple million in there, maybe one to two million in tax-deferred accounts, tax-free accounts, just liquid savings. Mm-hmm. And then their house is maybe a million or something like that as well. So about three million of net worth. Okay. Okay. Um, still mid career, but done a good job saving for their five two nines for their kids, and everything's pretty smooth in terms of their finances. Knock on wood, of course. Single income household. Single income household. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Sue hasn't worked too much. Yeah, Joe does most of the has done most of the working. Yeah, since the kids. Now, last year, actually, it was more than a little bit more than a year ago. Sue's mom passed away, which was not unforeseen. Okay. Sad, of course. And they ended up with an inheritance from Sue's parents of, say, let's say over 5 million. Okay. So they're, they've been doing well, have about 3 million of net worth, and they get an inheritance of 5 million. Now, Joe and Sue are really charitable minded. 
they've always been that way, not only giving to charities, but really, you know, interested in investing like the sustainable investing, ESG, SRI investing, impact investing, trying to do good in the world, not just by giving money away, but also encouraging entrepreneurs and investing and, and that kind of thing. So they plan the 5 million of inheritance. They plan on giving most of that away over their lifetime. They're not in a rush to give that away, but they'd like to use it for impact investing, investing in sustainable businesses doing good in the world, and giving some away to charitable organizations every year. But probably giving away all of that as it grows and continue to go over their lifetime, say the next 40 years. So this $5 million. So this year in 2021, I told you Joe's making about 300000 They can give away 300000 of this 5 million and that's their plan okay because they have this good large inheritance that they're not expecting to keep or save or grow for their family they're expecting to give all of it away over time so they have an opportunity for tax planning not just for tax planning they got this inheritance and they want to give away and so that's what they've decided this year okay so let me see if i can figure out how they're going to do this they got five million dollars and they put it in some variation of their accounts and yeah. possibly in a donor advised fund. So they no, so they have yeah, they got five million. Um it came tax free from the estate. So it came basically in cash or yeah, in fact I'm trying to think about it now, but let's just say it all came in cash. And so they have five million in cash and they're gonna invest it in a portfolio. Like I told you, impact investing, some sustainable investing. Over time they're still sorting out talking with people about where to put it. Um, but it's just basically sitting in a bank account right now. Okay. Now, did they get the full $5 million or was it taxed yep. upon? No, that's after estate tax. After tax. They got five okay. Million. Okay. Yep. Got it. Okay. So now they've got it in all these investment accounts and they're going to give 300000 away, which is equal to their income. So they yes. write a $300,000 check to the Wounded Warrior Foundation. Yes. Um, and okay, and now on their tax return, they do what? On their tax return, at the very top, it says how much income did you make. You get your W two, and Joe puts in three hundred thousand, and then a little further down, <clears throat> and then the AGI you get to take your standard deduction about twenty five thousand. Or no, they will take the itemized deduction because they're giving all the money away. So it says itemized deductions. Did it? Oh, three hundred thousand of charity. So three hundred thousand of income minus itemized deductions of three hundred thousand. You have zero taxable income, and so you owe zero taxes. And then they're living off of the money that's in those accounts. I'm, so, I'm yeah, yeah. So here's here. how it works. So they, this is the end of the year, right? They've already yeah. lived. They lived yeah. off of Joe's salary. He made three hundred thousand this year. Every month, what's that? Fifteen thousand a month or something comes into his checking account, and they have expenses, and they spend it on their credit cards out of their checking account, and they did that all year. Then five million shows up, and they take three hundred thousand, and they write a check to the Wounded Warriors for 300000 So they lived okay. off of Joe's salary, but on their tax return, they donated $300,000. Okay. And is this a 2021 exclusive this is a special. thing? It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's a 2021 special. So this okay. happened last year for the, in the CARES Act that the government wanted to encourage giving to charities directly. <clears throat> okay? okay. And bumped up. There's limits to how much you can take off your taxes. No limits to how much you can give, of course, but how much you can take off your taxes. Depends if it's appreciated assets or if it's a cash donation. And last year they said cash donations, which are normally capped at 60%, go up to 100%. So 100% 
of your income you could take off. And the same is true here in 2021. So this is an important note and we'll circle back to this. It has to be a cash donation, cannot be appreciated stock or other types of assets, literally just has to be cash. And it has to be to the charity, cannot be a donor advised fund or a private foundation has to actually land in the hands of the charitable organization. So that's really interesting. So now let's talk numbers for say this 300,000. How much does that save Joe and Sue this year? Now, so here's what you want to think about because, and I've got a couple, I got a list here in front of me that we'll talk about mm-hmm. some of the things that you want to think about in terms of this for other tax planning, financial planning strategies, because really, Julie, Zero, zero uh, income and zero taxes is not the best strategy. You want to pay some taxes while your tax rate is very low. So you don't want to just get all the way to zero because remember, there's a 10% bracket, a 12% bracket. And so paying taxes on 10%, 12%, way better than at 300000 they're normally paying those last dollars at 32%. Remember, any last dollar that Joe makes, if he gets a bonus at the end of the year okay, of $10,000, He's paying 32 cents on the dollar to taxes because they're in the 32% tax bracket. I see. Okay. So as you reduce your taxes, and if your taxable income is 50000 or 20000 or zero, you're blowing through very small tax brackets that from a tax planning perspective, again, Joe and Sue make good salaries. They expect to be in high tax brackets each year. We want to take advantage of being in a low tax bracket. So I've got a couple of Why wouldn't they go to zero? Why wouldn't you go to zero? Because in the future, they probably won't be at zero. They won't be at zero forever. They'll be back in the 22%, 24%, 32% tax bracket. Okay. Here's a quick one. Why wouldn't you go to zero? All right. Say you are at zero. Say they're at zero because they gave away all this money. One strategy that I want to talk about is what's called tax gain, capital gains harvesting. Okay. Capital gains harvesting. Harvesting. So now you have stock. Joe has some stock in in his company and it's gone up. Lots of stocks have gone up this year and last year. So it's gone up maybe 100%. All right. So that 100% that it's gone up over a couple of years, it's doubled in value. When he goes and sells that stock, you're going to have to pay capital gains on the increase Mm -hmm. 15 to 20% usually. Mm -hmm. If you have zero income, up to 80,000 of income, you pay zero capital gains tax. Okay. So Joe yep. and Sue, one strategy they could do. Oh, we have zero income. Let's sell stock that has $80,000 worth of capital gains. So enough stock that 80,000 of capital gains, and we will not pay any tax on that. Normally they'd have to pay 15% of the 80,000. So 10 to $12,000 in taxes. So they save 10 to $12,000 in tax. Okay. So they do want to go to zero. In that case, it would go to zero, but the 80 gets added back in because on, on your tax, back to the tax form, it will say, what are your capital gains? And that'll be back in there. And so it'll be 80,000, but it'll be zero tax on that capital gains. So yeah, that could be one strategy that if you go all the way to zero, yeah, to your point, go ahead and give away all 300,000 while we're at zero. Here's a strategy you want to consider. Sure. Selling selling stock at capital gains. And that also applies to people that just find themselves in a low tax bracket. Okay. So if you're taking a year off, we had an episode recently about the great resignation. (laughs) If you find yourself in a year off. Yeah. 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 If you find yourself with 40,000 of income, hey, you've got another 40,000 that you could sell capital gains and pay zero taxes. Now you got to work 
the math gets a little complicated, okay? These are round numbers. So make sure you work with a professional or check it out. But that's called capital gains harvesting. So that's definitely one thing to look at when you're at a zero, zero taxes or you're a low tax bracket. All right. So let's say just because I want to hear, right? Like when you tell me something is 65% off, don't tell me it's 65% off. Tell me what I'm going to pay for it. Right. And that way I know how much I'm saving, right? So if Joe and Sue make 300000 and their normal tax rate is 32%, then they're saving almost $96,000. Yeah, but it's progressive taxes. So that's their marginal tax rate. So good question, Julie. I would say, geez, off the top of my head, probably about 60000 of taxes. Why? But if they're at zero... Yeah, because the first for everybody in the U.S., your first 10000 here, I'll look at my cheat sheet here. This is married, filed jointly. Mm-hmm. Your first 20000 you pay 10%. Okay, so Julie, or for Joe and Sue, that first three, 300000 of income, the first 20000 they pay 10%, so 2000 bucks in taxes. The next 60000 they pay 12%. Mm-hmm. So now that's a total of about 10000 Mm-hmm. So then the next up to 172,000. So the next 90,000, they pay 22%. But we brought this down rate. to zero. Yeah, we brought it down to zero. But you asked me how much are they saving total? What's the dollar figure on 300,000? You said, how many dollars are they saving in taxes on their $300,000 income? Okay, so if it, but we're talking about the drawing down to zero strategy. So the drawing yep. down to zero strategy, they have saved $96,000 in taxes plus yep, whatever. Six, no, 65,000. That's what I was saying. 65,000 in taxes. Why is it 65? Because the 300,000 is not taxed at 32%. Only the last dollar. All right, so here's a good. I see. Okay, okay. So had they made less than 172,000, their tax rate would have been 20%. Their margin. Let's define this because this is really important. There's two different things. There's overall taxes, Mm -hmm. overall tax rate. You take your 300,000. I paid Mm -hmm. 65,000, so divide. 65 by 300 and you're somewhere around, I don't know, 15, 18%. So that's your overall tax rate or average taxes that you paid. But your marginal tax rate, and this is really important, is on the next dollar of income, how much tax will you pay on that? Over a certain amount. Their next dollar. So if you're at 300,000 of income and you get a bonus for 10,000, that 10,000 is gone from 300 to 310,000. And so since you're in that bracket, looking at my cheat sheet again, if we're over th- if we're at 300, that's 24% bracket up to 330,000. Okay. So anything less than anything between 172,000 and 330,000 of income is being taxed at a 24%. So that's called your marginal rate. And your marginal rate is really important where that next dollar, how much it's taxed is very important for lots of tax savings, tax planning strategies. Okay. So this sounds something more than one could feasibly understand over a podcast. But suffice it to say, if you have a opportunity to donate all of your income, you will save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. Is that a fair summary of it? So let's say that Joe and Sue... They save $65,000 in taxes. Boom. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. In addition, they can sell 80,000 of capital gains and pay 0%. So they've saved another 12 to 15,000. So they save 65,000. But my point is in this podcast, if you're thinking about doing this, 
don't stop there. For sure, because then you go into the the harvesting part of it. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, so really what you're saying is 2021 is a unique year in which people can really keep tens and tens of thousands of dollars in their bank account as opposed to turning it over to the government. Yeah, if you are charitably minded and you have, and we'll talk about this one, this instance, they have an inheritance and it was a very large inheritance. They're very charitably minded, sustainable investing, impact investing, so they have a unique opportunity this year to save probably almost $100,000 in taxes to the government. So let's say you have uh, Bill and Bob, right? Bill and Bob are not typically charitably minded. They drive gas guzzlers. They love to golf and vacation. They use their money on themselves. Yep. However, this year in particular, wouldn't it make sense for them to donate everybody wins in this situation because even though they might not have otherwise given to a charitable organization they will have saved tens of thousands of dollars in taxes yep but they will have given away three hundred thousand dollars so you give away three hundred thousand dollars and you save 70 to ninety thousand but you still don't have the 300 <laughs> i see right yeah. and that's so where that's where away. you have to be charitably minded that's I right. see. So you have yeah, yeah. to have had a plan to have done something like that. It has to be part of your yeah. overall intentions and who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. You're correct. And here yeah. we are at Thanksgiving week. And that's why I brought this up. But it is, yeah. you're correct, Julie. You're giving away 300000 But the mm -hmm. good news is you're saving almost 100000 Right. So really, you gave away, quote unquote, 200000 Gave away the mm -hmm. three. You saved a hundred. The government didn't get a hundred, basically. Right. So you didn't have to pay that extra hundred. So that's really good, right? So that's yeah, thirty percent. I sorry, I keep going back to percents. A hundred thousand dollars that you saved. Yeah, so. and that's great because it gives pause. Like maybe even people who were saying I probably wouldn't have given away two hundred thousand dollars this year. This year is a unique opportunity. So maybe you do give that two hundred thousand this year, and then maybe the next few years you give a little less than what you might yeah. have over time simply because you get this added tax benefit, right? Yeah. And now you weren't me, expecting yeah. to get a tax benefit from your charitable giving. You were going to do it anyway. If you right. do it now, you can really save. And That's that exactly right. Yeah. $70,000 extra to give away to charity in the next few years or what have you. That's exactly right. That's the way to think about it. So let me, yeah. I still want to get back. There's the capital gains harvesting, but we got a couple other strategies. And the, the point is what you said, Julie, I'm glad you brought it up. Don't stop there. That's my point. At one, think about this is a unique year. Oh, would this make sense for my, you know, charitable giving strategy over the next couple of decades? Maybe this year is a good one for doing some upfront. So think about it. But then don't stop there because you have massive savings you can do. So I'm going to get back to the savings in a minute. But since you brought it up, who else might be thinking about, oh, maybe I could do that this year? We talked about the inheritance. All right. So getting that windfall could be other kinds of windfalls. And if you're charitably minded, hey, maybe you do have extra that you'd like to give out over time. This is a unique year to be able to do that. Another that's pretty popular this year is IPOs over yeah. the last couple of years. Many companies go in IPO. I know lots of workers have been there five, 10 years of these companies, and they're just getting windfalls of a couple million dollars. And again, this is a really good year for doing it because you're not, you won't have that next year. And that is income. The IPO is like actually income in a lot of cases. There's lots of capital gains and other stuff, but you could have a year where your income is normally 200,000. 
but this year it's a million, like literally. And so now you are in higher tax brackets. So the more you give away, the better it is. Now, I told you this needs to be in cash, the 100%, but to deduct 100% needs to be cash. And in that case, with IPOs, you have appreciated stock. So really be aware of that. Work through the financials. It could be better to give appreciated stock. So just be aware this needs to be in cash. Run the analysis. Talk to a professional or do it yourself on a spreadsheet. Run the analysis. If I give appreciated stock, blah, blah, blah. If you don't have Mm -hmm. the cash, in other words, Mm -hmm. don't run out and sell stock and then give cash. That might not be the best strategy. Okay? So just be aware of that couple other people that might be thinking about this um company sales you know you had a private company got taken over lots of mergers and acquisitions in the last couple of years mm-hmm. so, so again you got a windfall a few million you might want to consider something like this and later in life and you're still working you're close to retirement you've oversaved lots of people in this situation as well just done so well saving investing for the future and so this could be a unique year while you're still working maybe those last couple of years before you're about to retire if you've oversaved, again, it's a unique year that you could give away and you actually have income. If you're currently retired, you don't really have the income to take off your taxes necessarily. It's something to be considered there. And even, I, now that I said that, even if you're retired, if you have oversaved and you've got large balances and you've got to take required, minimum required distributions minimum. Yep. and other things. I was just thinking that, yeah. Yep. There you wanted to use your QCDs, Qualified Charitable Distributions. That allows you to take, not take the income anyway. So different strategy there again, but look it up. And if you're in these middle, it could be, oh, you want to take some and pay some taxes. So just be aware that this is a unique year for doing that. And I think there's a lot of different situations where people have either an excess, which is fantastic and they're charitably minded and they want to be giving away. So there's a couple of examples of people that might find themselves in this situation. So here's a question for you. Who is the best person or persons to speak to about this. Should you work with a chartered financial counselor or a tax professional, or is it both? Who, who yeah. would give you the best advice for how to work these strategies to your advantage? Yeah, two things, both, both those people, because I would say a CFP, a certified financial planner, I would definitely look to first because if you're going to give away lots of money, just make sure you have a good plan. Is that sustainable? You're going to be fine for the way you want to live now and in the future and the plan will, you have a plan, it will work. You can give away this amount of money and still be in good shape. So definitely look to a planner for having that plan, but maybe you already have that plan. Oh yeah, I know I'll be fine. Then a tax professional will be a great one. Um, CFPs can often do the tax planning, but a tax professional, you want to run the projections. And I would do that quickly. Here we are at late November. So you want to do that quickly with a tax professional to run a projection um, about your taxes. And that also helps you to dial in how much exactly you give away in each of these buckets. And remember, I've got a couple more strategies that you want to consider because you don't want to just give away the money and not do other planning. Yeah. So somebody who's thinking about this really just needs to give you a call because there's no guide or it sounds like it's all very specific to a person's unique financial situation. It gets gets very specific, especially as you try to dial it in. Like I told you the 80,000 in capital gains, depending on you're going to have some income, you want to run a a proper tax projection. You could do it on spreadsheets and stuff. Lots of people can go out there, find the information and, and kind of run it yourself. But I think it's worth paying the time to a tax professional to just dial that in and say, oh yeah, here's a couple of strategies or a planner. Talk to them first before you hire somebody. Just say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's kind of my situation. Can you help me dial in the numbers so we have a good plan? Perfect. You make sure that they can do that. 
So I'll say another question. No, I was just going to say, I, I'm reminded of a resource you have available that you are happy to give away to people, which is that end of year tax planning checklist. And that yep. can give people a starting point to think about what they might want to do. And then they could use the checklist to find somebody to talk to and say, hey, here are the things that I need to learn about. And that, yeah, most of us aren't going to know. We'll call the person and be like, I heard this podcast, but I don't actually remember what it said. <laughs> so perhaps you can, in the show notes of this podcast, leave that the link to the checklist. Yep. Absolutely. You can reach out. I've got a checklist for end of year planning. It's not just this. It's a variety of things to yeah. think about here at the end of the year. Um, Real financial planning pod or financial planning pod, financial planning pod at gmail.com. Financial planning pod at gmail.com. Or That's you can look I up Morton Financial. That. Mike Morton Financial, you'll find me on the, the interwebs. But remember, don't stop there. So we talked about capital gains harvesting, but some really other important ones are Roth conversions. Okay. So a Roth conversion is taking dollars from your traditional accounts where it's tax deferred, you have not paid taxes, and moving them to your Roth where you have paid taxes. Okay. So therefore, wait, I haven't paid taxes, but I move it and I have paid taxes. Yes, you have to pay taxes on the money you move. So if you move $100,000 from a traditional account into a Roth account, you pay taxes on $100,000. Now, I just told you, you're at zero, right? You gave away all your income, so you're at zero. So now if you add back in, if you transfer $100,000, then you're paying taxes on $100,000. And taxes on $100,000, I'm looking up my little cheat sheet here again, is about, say... 8,000 bucks. Okay. Uh, no way. Is that right? No, 10, let's say it's 10,000. 10,000. Okay. Yeah. It's about 10,000, 10, 10 or $12,000, 10 or $12,000 on a hundred thousand. So no, again, Julie, Hey, I'm, I'm in technology. I usually make 300,000 a year. So I'm paying 30% on those last dollars. If I wanted to do that conversion in any other year, I'm paying 30%, but now I'm only paying 10%. Wow. Okay. okay. $10,000. So that's the year you want to do a conversion. Okay, again, when you get all the way to zero, we don't really want to be at zero. We want to pay taxes while taxes are low. Yeah. Pay your taxes while your tax bracket is low. So go ahead and add some money back in. Do a Roth conversion. It's fantastic because then you got tax-free forever money. That's amazing. What else you got? You said you had more. Come on, give <laughs> me more. Roth conversions. <laughs> so another is withdraw money from your traditional accounts. Okay, so rather than converting it, which is fantastic, I would look at that. Maybe you just have to want to withdraw money from your taxable accounts. Again, you're paying taxes while taxes are low. So you still, you'd have that 100000 of income. I'm drawing it out of my traditional. I'm over 59 and a half. I can draw it out of my traditional IRA because maybe I've socked away money for so long. Everything is tax deferred. I'd look at doing the conversion first, but for whatever reason, if you need to or want to withdraw money from your traditional accounts, pay taxes while taxes are low. So go ahead and withdraw money from there. And then the last is um, portfolio rebalancing. We talked about this earlier in an earlier episode, selling some stocks while stocks are high, mm -hmm. rebalancing your portfolio. Again, this is the same as the capital gains. It's an opportunity that you can sell and maybe pay 0%, cap mm -hmm. $0 in capital gains, and you can rebalance your portfolio. So the point is what you said, Julie, if you find yourself in this situation, then don't stop there. <laughs> like You've got to think of these other strategies because you've saved yourself 65000 Joe and Sue have saved themselves 65000 that they will get to pass on to charities in the future. But go ahead and save yourself another twenty, thirty, forty thousand 40000 as well. That $60,000 does not necessarily all have to go to charity either. It's just their tax savings. Correct. Correct. Um, correct. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's all. 
fascinating and extremely complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Moral of the story is contact a certified yeah. financial. It's a good point. It is complicated because we've mentioned these strategies that look, I think of these things all the time, so they don't sound very complicated to me, but that's why I love having you here on the podcast. You're like, no, Mike, this is actually like normal people don't think about these things. So the point is to, where, to raise awareness. Let's wrap it up. It's a special year. You can do this. You might find yourself in this category. We talked about who might find themselves in this category. And don't stop there. Contact a professional or understand that there's more to the strategy than just giving away 100% of your income. Yeah. For sure. It's like a flash sale. That's right. <laughs> Look into it and, and see if it's right for you. Yeah. I love this topic, um, especially this time of year. It's great. And I wrote about this last year as well. And I just, I think it's wonderful that we have this opportunity to give and support causes that we really believe in and that the government has allowed you know, a special way of doing it that might make sense for you and to look into that if it does. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks, Julie. Appreciate it as always. Have a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Thanks to you as well. We have loads to be thankful for this year. So we can be grateful for not only the tax savings, but everything else. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at FinancialPlanningPod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.